This is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. CJ Watson and the mothers of desperation discuss ongoing work behind the scenes of their sketch comedy channels and the upcoming web series, The Bunny Rabbit Tragedies. Bunny rabbits and vampires and onions living together? Oh my. Check out what these desperate mother are up to this week. I'm CJ Watson. Adam Thompson. And I'm Jack Fisher. Uh, another episode of the Desperate Mothers podcast. Totally uh, asleep at the wheel this week. We have uh, no topics and no ideas. We're morally bankrupt and emotionally exhausted. Well, I don't know about emotionally exhausted. I would need to actually <laughs> use emotions to exhaust them. Um, but no, no, I'm... That's nothing new overall. The desperate mothers are always emotionally exhausted and by definition morally bankrupt. Um, if not at least overdrawn. In the red, yeah. In the red. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. So this week um, we're here to just waste more time. Awesome. Um, and, and the whole direction list because – Forgot to to tell Tim and Beth the <laughs> that we were doing this again. Same, same desperate time. Same desperate chance. You're going for bat time, but yeah. No, yeah. I know. I want. Well, I didn't yeah, want to say bat. But time. you have nothing <laughs> witty for your uh, version. No, no. Same mother time. Same. Yeah, I know. I have, that's what I thought of originally. And mother I time. Yeah. It's a little weird. It is a little bit weird. I mean. Yeah, mother time, mother time. Then you hear desperate end. times weird too. So this doesn't really bunny time. It's bunny time. Same. I'm kind of liking desperate time. Des- well, all the time is desperate here. <laughs> but so yeah, so Tim and and Beth are not here. That's okay because we're not here either. 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 Whatever. So I was listening. Uh, I was I was listening to the CNN this morning, and I read that. Uh, get, get what I did there. Uh, Glenn Larson passed away. Uh, yeah, that's uh, sad news. So, um, Battlestar Galactica creator, mm-hmm. Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century, Night Rider, and yeah, Night Rider, six million dollar man, six, probably one of the. Uh, most influential TV series, at least on my underdeveloped brain, <laughs> Six Million Dollar Man. That's the series that uh, convinced me, and I still believe it to this day, that Bigfoot is indeed a robot and he does exist. Well, but, yeah, of course. I mean, because it's not going to be not a robot because he's <coughs> got to be cool. <laughs> and, not, and like, you know, a modern-day missing link, Yeti type living in – in the United States isn't cool enough by itself, but he's got to be some type of cyborg robot. Then how's that not cool? Plus, he... he it was built by aliens, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was. Um, or very industrial rednecks. Which I guess would be the same thing. Could be. Um, but probably the best $6 million man episodes were the ones with the Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, I know it was also one of the most sought-after toys from that toy line was the Bigfoot, uh, Cyborg Bigfoot toy to go with the $6 million man. I had I had the $6 million man action figure, and I had the Bigfoot action figure. I had the action figures that rode on those uh, little pull toy cars, the, the ones with the zip oh, cord. Oh, zip cord, yeah. Yeah. Yep. What do they call them? The SSTs, they call them back then. Yeah. Supersonic transport, hmm. but uh, they were just ripcord toys. As a yeah, but they made noise, which made them sonic, and they were cool, which made them super. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you put the action figures on them as you careened them into somebody else, which made them a transport. Absolutely. There you go. So they were supersonic transports. You didn't have the uh, the Bionic Man where you could look through the back of his head. I did not have that. Uh, that was the good one, apparently. The doll where you could look through, you could see through the bion- the uh, bionic eye. No, no, I had a lot of uh, action figures when I was a kid, but um, 
I really gravitated toward the smaller ones, the, mm. the three and a half inch, the Star Wars size. Gotcha. That's why I was like really all over the G.I. Joes when they were introduced. The second line, you mean? Because the first line were larger, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, the, not the dolls, not, yeah. the, not the 12 inch the, toys. The second line, the action figures. The action figures, yeah. the three and a half inch ones with the massive amount of articulation. So I didn't have those. Buddy of mine had those. He had like every G.I. Joe known to man because he had a parent that worked at the factory or something like that. I had all the He-Man. Oh, yeah. He-Man, He-Man was good. Yeah. Back to very little articulation. G.I. Joe had a ton of articulation. Yeah. G.I. Joe uh, was posable at the waist, at the head, the arms, the elbows. Some of them on the wrist. Well, I think some of them were on a the couple. Wrist. Yeah, you had like snake eyes and things like that, where he could actually take poses with the sword and so forth. And then, um, but yeah, you can like you had the little rubber band connecting the the legs to the chest and the torso, the the pelvis in between was separate. And if you were really uh, crafty, you could uh, take the rubber band off the hook and start interchanging your GI Joes. You know, crafting your own. Start putting ar- different arms on them. Different arms, different bodies. Pop the pop the body so you can put the arms and legs on different bodies. Just putting Lady J's torso on everything. Yeah, my my GI Joe collection for the most part looked like somebody went like crazy at the factory and started getting all the parts wrong. Some kind of mad Frankenstein yeah. screwed up army force. I, I had some, I had like a. <clears throat> A sexy snake eyes, you know, I put the snake eyes head <laughs> on top on the Scarlet's body. I'm like, ooh, snake eyes got the breast here. You know, uh, this explains so, a lot. So it, it started young for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I've been customizing figures ever since I can remember. And it went downhill from there. It did. It did. You stop, you stop uh, changing their, their outfits and you start making them nude. <laughs> you just cut their outfits totally off. Sitting there with a Dremel tool, like, I got this. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad I was in my thirties when I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just just last week, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so Adam and I were just talking. Uh, can you believe that the original Battlestar Galactica only ran for one season? Yes, it's such an influential show on me, and uh, you know, the idea that it only ran for twenty two episodes or something is that, that's. Well, the short the, runs like that always end up getting, uh, not always I should say, but I mean they they end up getting. I mean Firefly was a really short yeah. run, and it's amazing you know the fan base for it. But Battle they Star were the same way. hour long epics. I mean it wasn't that like twenty two episodes. It wasn't your little serials twenty twenty two minutes? Yeah. It was, it was forty five forty eight. It's an investiture at that point. Yeah, and it told the story, and it really yeah. told the story. It it didn't didn't hit you with five minutes of a music video like right now when you watch any like a drama dramedy hour-long show on cable or something they'll they'll shove three minutes of like a song in there as with a montage but the montage really isn't doing anything and what what it's doing and i always joke about this as a writer and, and you know it's a writer trick but you can really eat up time and not tell any story with a with the song with a video montage. The uh, the current show Sleepy Hollow, like I love it, but I feel like the intro music and its little montage of creepy scenes and things is getting longer every week. Like I feel like they're just like, oh, we have to add a little bit more, and like another scene gets added into the intro, and then they recap too. So like half the show is nothing. So they allot forty eight minutes to the show. And then the first three minutes is recap intro. That's, I'd say it's longer than that. Yeah. I was watching, uh, the wife and I have been watching True Detective. I haven't seen that. True Detective, pretty good show. Seen one episode, intend on watching the rest. Just haven't managed to make time for it. But it uses at least a minute recap and then well over a minute for the theme song. So you're down two minutes before you even start the show. Well, yeah, yeah, but is the recap... Uh, you know the best of the nude scenes from the previous episode sadly no ah damn it Mm. um but you know in its defense it's an hbo series so even on the video the download it's uh 55 58 minutes long so you're not getting short changed at all yeah it's working that's fine so you get the new shows like um what's the hour long now like probably sherlock Sherlock, Supernatural. Sherlock's doing it weird, though. They're like three episodes a season or something like that. They're like yeah. an hour and a half an episode. Really? Yeah. 
That's what the wife was telling me yesterday. Like, because I, I caught one episode yesterday. I'm like, man, what? I haven't seen Sherlock. How have I not seen Sherlock They're like yet? They're British, huh? Uh, yeah, it's the BBC. Or, yeah, it's yeah, BBC. BBC. Oh, that's why. That's why. It's BBC, BBC. They they run. Uh, well, they're they, different. They they're run different. whatever they want. If, if the writer yeah. wants to do an hour and a half show, he does an hour and a half. If he wants to do 40 minutes, he does 40 minutes. If he wants to do no. eight episodes, he does eight. Yeah. They don't do things by the standard. Well, not standard, but by the you know, cookie-cutter kind of way of doing things. Now, do either of you remember the theatrical release of Battlestar Galactica and what they called Censoround? No, no. The original series, mm-hmm. uh, they decided they could milk some more money out of it mm-hmm. if they took this television show, spliced two of them together, showed it in the movie theaters, and pimped out the movie theaters with these speakers. It's kind of like the, the modern... Uh, Theatrical sound systems, name one of them. Oh, like the THX? Like THX, whatever. Oh, they have a bunch. Of, yeah, the different ones, so forth. Yeah. But this was back, uh, you know, back in 79, 80, uh, and no one had thought of, uh, you know, let's add 17 subwoofers to this room and see what happens. Yeah. Um, so you got to see two hours of Battlestar Galactica with really thumping speakers and wolfers and that's kind of cool and they made a bunch of money off of it so yeah i didn't go see that no because i was little all right i wasn't born yet but moving on <laughs> <laughs> and that it wasn't it wasn't new stuff so that was ridiculous i remember being all excited for ba- uh battlestar 1982 1983, where they find Earth. Yeah. I Did that actually run more than one episode? Yeah, it was a little series. <laughs> I remember it being unmemorable. It had one thing going for them. It had the motorcycles I, that could fly. All the legit bike type things? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember kids moon jumping through crops and stupid stuff like that. Huh. I've never seen it, so. Because they were, they were like aliens, so they, you know, they were used to higher gravity than we were. So the children could jump 50 feet into the air. It's pretty weird considering they're actually used to space. Yes, which, you know. They, they should get to planet Earth and not be able to lift their legs. <laughs> <laughs> the muscle atrophy. The bone and muscle would atrophy to the point where. <laughs> oh, God, Why? Evidently, the artificial <laughs> gravity on their ship was much higher than... was roughly it, ten times Earth density. We've got it really pumped up, because when we get to a planet, we want these people strong. we got to take over the place. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I'd like to have like a double gravity room or triple gravity room, so you just like walk around and perform your everyday mundane tasks in there and just get stronger by you know naturally existing in there like i'm drinking my soda and i'm getting like really ripped biceps while i'm watching tv you've just described the plot of about 63 episodes of dragon ball z oh yeah yes (laughs) quite literally when he's going to a different planet they crank up the uh the gravity inside the pod that they're traveling to a different planet in to train at higher gravity and, of course, it being Dragon Ball, it took a season or three for them to get from one planet to another. Well, you can really milk that out when your order is for, like, two seasons and you only have one idea. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So it's like, so we're going to go to this planet and we're going to fight this thing? Yeah, what else you got? Nothing. How do we stretch that out? Yeah, it's funny. Recently, somebody rewrote the thing and, and they reanimated it to cut out all the extraneous stuff. And it literally cut like 32 episodes down to two. It, it turned the whole Dragon Ball saga into, you know, an afternoon watch instead of 8,700 episodes. So what do they call the edited version? Uh, I don't even remember. GTX, I yeah. think. Something like that. Yeah. It's cut way down. So the other Glenn Larson television show that was really influential on me was uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. Yeah, well... It was a great show, and it also provided the means for many sessions of self-appreciating. Uh, <laughs> or if we listen to last week's episodes. Add that to the stuff I didn't need. 
I was enriching myself to images of that show. Well, I mean, you had not only Aaron Gray, but you had Pamela Hensley. Um, that Princess Ardala? Yeah. Um, she was Princess... What the hell? Uh, Pretty sure that's not her name. Yeah, but she was some kind of amazing. And uh, Aaron Gray was um, was pretty phenomenal, too. Did you not find it? If I had Princess Ardala, yes, I think you, oh, I think I said you were correct yeah. for once. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, when did, uh, when did Buck Rogers come out? Uh, 79. 79. See, cause it lasted time, like two and a half seasons. Or... Anytime somebody mentions Buck Rogers, my brain immediately goes to Flash Gordon. Which was around the same time. But. Oh, Flash Gordon, the movie. The movie, yes. Sorry. With yeah. the soundtrack by Queen. Yes. Yes. The movie was pretty awesome. It was good, yeah. I mean, you had Flash Gordon, you had Girls in Space. I think Princess Ardala was in that, too. Same person or same character? No? You're just shaking your head. You're just <laughs> making him look it up right now. He's yes. trying to type yes. it in. <laughs> He's going to hit you with something in a minute here. But the movie had everything. It had pretty girls. It had uh, da- had daring, dashing uh, spies. It had a terrible, bad, evil dictator. And Hawkman. And it had gay S&M Hawkman. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than that stupid movie you were talking about last week. Was that not last week? Zardoz? Zardoz. There you go. I think it was Zardoz the same was cast. Amazing. Same cast. Have you not seen it? Same yet? outfit. I haven't seen it. I, I went so looking how for can it. You criticize it if you haven't seen it. Well, I got distracted this week because I went through Netflix looking for it and other things like it and didn't find and it. You watched sixty-two episodes of uh, Dragon Ball Z, Goku. And no, Dragon. actually, I watched uh, Snowpiercer. <laughs> I seen Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer was amazingly bad. It was. It was good, but it was bad. Yeah. Um, I think my wife and I are two of the only people that saw it in its theatrical release. So really, Snowpiercer, I think it probably got sold on the premise that we can do an action flick in a single location. On a train. On a train. It was ridiculous. And as you go through every car, every car is like its own little world. But that was probably done in like one soundstage. Yeah, but... They spent a ton of money on the special effects and well, sets. They had really good sets. They did, yeah. and Chris Evans. And they had an all-star cast. Yeah. I mean, Chris Evans, Tilda Swanton, John Hurt, Octavia Spencer, Ed Harris, Allison Pill. I'm All that to make a really bad movie. Yeah. Tilda Swinton is probably the hottest guy I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up describing Somebody asked me, like, what are you watching? And I, I looked around, like, it's basically Mad Max mixed with uh, Bioshock, the game. Because it's this weird world where everyone's trying to kill each other. But it's on a train. But it's on a train. Yes, and the big bad, he's kind of like the architect from from the Matrix. Yeah. Oh, we've had this lineup. We're yeah. all going to do it again. We have to do this on occasion. We have to keep having these... Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert here, kids. If you... <laughs> Still if if either of Still you haven't it. seen uh, Snowpiercer yet and you tend to see it, uh, cover your ears for the next 60 minutes. <laughs> You'll be doing yourself a favor. Um, <laughs> well, basic premise. World has frozen over. Guy builds a train. Hey, we're all going to live on this train, and it's going to travel around the world constantly. Because using the very basics of thermodynamics, if we keep moving, we won't die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. But, you know, just because it's gotten so cold to destroy the whole wide world, you know what won't be destroyed? The tracks that are just sitting there. <laughs> and the bridges they go across. The death-defying yeah. <laughs> bridges that this thing goes over. You need to watch it. It's just like a fun. Get some friends. The, the rest of humanity's, uh, all the creations of humanity have fallen into disarray, except whatever bridges this train needs and yeah. the tracks that yeah. it rides on. By all means, watch it. It, is, it was good fun. It was good, hilarious fun. But yes, it, I, I could see what they were going for. It was I a good, it. bad movie. It was. It was. But it wasn't a good, good movie. No, no. no. Currently on Netflix. If you wanted a good movie, it was bad. Yes. But if you want a bad movie, it's good. Yeah, this isn't really what you're looking for. It's, it's not as overwhelmingly bad. No. You know, but, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I can get behind the movie that says, here, eat my arm, and now I'm your leader. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what you took away from that whole movie. <laughs> I'm saying if you want to rule the people, you got to feed them body parts. <laughs> or bugs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Soylent Green is people. Or cicadas. Cicadas. People cicadas. People cicadas. There you go. Well, I mean, sometimes it's really good when it's both. <laughs> <laughs> Just mixed up together. Then, it, then it's like a, a meat uh, extravaganza in your mouth. <laughs> meat extravaganza. That could be something. Meat extravaganza. Meat extravaganza. So, yeah, but Buck Rogers in the 25th century, that was mm-hmm. an excellent show. Well, and every big star in, in television at the time wanted a guest shot on Buck Rogers in the 25th century. They... If you go down the episodes, it's just amazing all the people that had guest shots on the show. Well, sci-fi has always been kind of good for that. I mean, if you go down the list of people that were in the background scenes or just like one-shots on Star Trek. Yeah. Next Generation and I think the old one as well. Absolutely. It was a lot of, of cameos by random people. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the most famous episodes, City on the Edge of Forever, Joan Collins. If I were a real trucky, I'd be able to quote one or two more off the top of my head. Uh, I'm looking it up for your benefit <laughs> here. But Buck Rogers was different in that it took someone out of your current, your contemporary time. So he would he would do the tra- it was a traditional fish out of water story. It was, uh, you know, where it's someone, but in this case, it's someone that the audience could relate to, and then you could introduce all of those scientific science fictiony things to them and if they needed to be explained then you had a reason why they needed to be explained because buck rogers came from not the 25th century he was propelled to the 25th century um he was actually from contemporary time so it'd be like if you or i got forced to wake up in the 25th century and we saw this silver little sex toy looking thing they call the robot manservant <laughs> we would ask what's that for <laughs> before we fucked it in the mouth <laughs> oh now a show that well you guys might ask what <laughs> it's for <laughs> i feel like this is the best man this is the this is the <laughs> best remote control i've ever operated i don't know how that's your go-to but <laughs> now a show that kind of had the same uh same idea and i think uh, as a nod to them used the year 2525 in its title the famous cleopatra 2525 are you familiar with that i'm not even sure i've heard of that it had the best concept for a show ever cleopatra is Mm -hmm. i think it was cleopatra jones is a stripper (laughs) who falls somehow falls into a suspended animation capsule and sleeps until the year 2525 and when she wakes up there are uh there's this resistance underground resistance movement which uh she gets in with the all chick underground resistance movement that's fighting aliens that are trying to take over the earth and she spends most of the time jumping down mine shafts and screaming uh it's that's not a metaphor at all no <laughs> this, is, this is an actual theatrical release you're talking about this isn't no like this is a television show. television show and it like, had... this isn't like in a seedy theater you know no no no, no? this and like uh, you're gonna go someplace dark and watch this and paul rubin's gonna be sitting next to you exactly they i, I i'm looking at now how many episodes they did uh, but again it was the fish out of water in this case uh, cleopatra was a hot stripper and uh i'm uh trying to remember the name of the uh, the female character that was also in Firefly, she played the captain's uh, sidekick. Oh, Anara. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 not the, uh, not the companion. Uh, oh, oh, his soldier buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. Anyhow, she was yeah. uh, she was one of the uh, female resistance fighters in uh, uh, in Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. It's really a show worth your time. Um, there was only, I'm going to say, like 15 episodes. Well, here's the complete series on Amazon. Only $23. Uh, 
I, I would hold out for a better price. Than that. <laughs> well, that might be a little bit much. I mean, yeah. right below it's Jack of All Trades with Bruce Campbell for only seventeen. That's a great show. I mean, come on. And I still need to buy. Uh, still need to buy Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Still haven't bought that. That show is like the perfect update to Wild Wild West. Yeah. Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. The fight for Earth has never been hotter. And they're wearing your standard uh, futuristic armor, which is to say very little. Yeah, female superhero type. Gina uh, Torres. Gina Torres. Ah, there we go. I'm wow, s- married to Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Sorry, I, sorry, I couldn't yeah. remember her name. Um, but... Uh, so we're just going to retitle the this episode to uh, or, um, the show. The show. We're just going to retitle the show. It's not going to be Desperate Mothers anymore. It's going to be like three guys look up stuff on the internet and talk about it. <laughs> I don't know if you watched well, the supposed- podcast before. That's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be sly about looking it up so that the the listener doesn't know what we're doing. No, <laughs> they think we're smarter than no, we actually are. No, we don't want. We we definitely don't want to set them up for that fall. <laughs> We want anybody that actually dares to be a fan of us to know exactly how stupid we are. <laughs> we want them uh, to feel smarter than us. It's not difficult. <laughs> so you mentioned Paul Rubens. Yes. In the joke there, he's actually coming out with a new movie. Yeah? I believe it's another Pee-wee's uh, movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did hear some rumors about that. Yeah. So it's going to be what... <laughs> Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of jokes going around about it, but I mean, I grew up watching Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse, Playhouse, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I ton of puppets way back when. Ton of puppetry in that show. Oh yeah, the couch. Everything's a puppet just in that. Everything show. but the genie. The genie was just the guy with his head in the box. Well, you don't know what went on behind the scenes. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, Paul Rubens stopped by the Tonight Show. Jimmy Fallon. And said that there's going to be a movie, and he's working on it. So is this pre-production? Is it? Uh, says he's hired a, pro- a director. I don't know how far along that means it is. But did he? Yeah. Did he actually? Does he own Pee Wee? I'm pretty sure he does. But I don't know. That would be amazing because if he owned Pee Wee, I mean, it's his character. I mean, I guess it's going to depend on who originally made the original show. Like, That's does he have the I mean. rights to it? Yeah. yeah, it's a matter of what contract he signed. <laughs> hmm. If he signed a contract giving away exclusive rights in order to get it produced. Well, here's a different article saying that he rescued and remastered Pee-wee's Playhouse. So maybe he got the rights from somebody else. Like, somebody else had them and he was able to finally get a hold of them. Because if, um, if the guy from... Um, Ernest, if Ernest could make a movie series work, Pee Wee definitely can make a ton of money. Oh man, I forgot all about those. Love those movies. They're oh, so it's so horrible, but I love them. It's coming to be Christmas time. Ernest Saves Christmas is oh, like a go-to. It is. It, it is. is on my list of twenty-five movies to watch. It's my Christmas countdown. You know, um, probably one of my top ten Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Nice. Um, also, along with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way. Good movie. It is a great yeah. Christmas movie. Because it's the spirit of Christmas. It is crash, crass commercialization shown for all it is. And, uh, oh, man, Phil, Hart- Phil Hartman is in that movie, too. He's amazing. So, yeah, Ernest Saves Christmas. And uh, there's a few other gems in the Ernest series. You know, maybe not Scared Stupid, I don't think. That was a good one, though. You know, what was the, was it, what was the first one that started? Oh, God, there were a ton of them, though. Yeah, I mean, that guy, Jim Varney, he was yeah. just super smart. Took the character people loved. Did, didn't it start out as like a commercial, right? Yeah. It was a recurring character on a... Car commercial or something like that? Hey, Vern? Yeah. 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 And really, he was a play off of uh, uh, one of the Andy Griffith Show characters. He looked like... Uh, Not Goomba Pop. No, no. There's an Andy Griffith Show character that he was spot on. Um, not Gomer or Goober. You know, Gomer is Gomer. Goober ran the the gas station and garage. The very first one released was Ernest Goes to Camp. Ernest Goes to Camp, yes. And then it was Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, that's probably why it's so good, because it was like... It was the second one. He was one. hitting the stride. He, yeah, yeah. He knew it worked. He made a full movie. Did good. Knew it yeah. worked. Did it again in Christmas. Third was Ernest Goes to Jail. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. There's one. so many of these. It's um, it's hard to roll through all of them here. They're not in any kind of order. Uh, fifth was Ernest Rides Again. Fourth was er- Ernest Scared Stupid. Scared Stupid. I think that was the one that let me down. Well, there's more <laughs> on here. There's some you haven't seen on here, I'll bet. The sixth one was Ernest Goes to School. Hmm. That's like the Billy Madison movie, right? Uh, pretty much. The seventh is Slam Dunk Ernest. Oh, it must have been about the same time. Was that 91-ish? Same time as Space Jam? I think Jam? so, yeah. And then the eighth one is Ernest Goes to Africa. Ooh. Mm. That could be bad. Have you even, I mean, it looked, so, the, somebody the, green-lighted eight of these things? Oh, there's a ninth one, Ernest in the oh Army. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there well, are nine of no, them. No, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to get greenlit if you own your production company. If you're Well, yeah, but somebody has to put up the money. I mean, you can't do that all yourself. You totally can. Roger Corman has made a living of it. Lloyd Kaufman, you put up the stuff yourself. You find no. the distribution. It can happen. Yeah. You, when you got all the new web series... I mean, uh, video game high school. They put up all the money themselves for like the first season of that. Yeah, yeah. Bunny Rabbit Tragedies isn't happening through any backing from anybody but me. Not sponsored. Would love to be, but not in any way, shape, or form. You know, we should probably ask you some questions about uh, your progress. Yeah, the slow going progress, the sewing. Um, How's it going? It's going real slow. Um, Good to hear. <laughs> No, I have been really excited about the uh, progress Vacupress? on the story. Vacupress? No, no, I haven't. No. That's me getting a couple of days because I'm, I'm building it today. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, no, this week, uh, a little bit slow uh, slow going on the sewing. Um, I, I tell you, I ripped that, the edge of my finger off. And this My index finger on my right hand, since I'm, I'm predominantly right-handed when I'm sewing and stuff. So it hurt like the dickens because I, I tore the edge of the nail off. And it went off and tore up underneath, down nice. to the base. And so it was swollen and bleeding and swollen. You were just angry at yourself, so you grabbed your fingernail and you ripped? No, nah, I was moving something, and I got caught on a piece uh, of metal. Okay, moving something. Computer something. So. Uh, okay. Computer stuff. Well, yeah. So it's like work-related? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to talk about We're avoiding that. Work, workman comp? Workman comp? <laughs> <laughs> on my finger. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we've seen your art. <laughs> you we're not missing nothing. <laughs> we probably helped you move on. <laughs> but yeah no, i was super excited because uh, again a little bit more forward progress on the script uh and doing this um and then there's been uh some script script work done on a couple movies but you know nothing we want to talk about because no one's going to see those for a long time or ever at this rate <laughs> yeah yeah now what was the vegas deadline you set for yourself Now, it sounded like you said Vegas. Vegas deadline. Vegas. Vegas. Las Vegas. Yes. Th- there's a con in Vegas in... April. April? Yeah, the con's in April, but uh, debut of the first episode of Bunny Rabbit Tragedies is the the hard date I've set. And that's uh, 12, 13, 14. So you get about four weeks. Yes. Four weeks to finish off Harold and Cleo to get Klaus Desmond... Ella and Bernie's eyes on him. No. Do you have actors lined up for all these? For most of them? Most of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, We're still uncertain on Harold and Cleo and B. Now, does Harold have speaking parts? Harold's the owl. He's one of the most important characters. Okay. So I'm going to take that means yes, he speaks. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Quite a lot. Short answer, yes. Harold does speak quite a lot. All right. So the short answer would have been yes. <laughs> like I said, the short answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, first episode is uh, is Klaus, Desmond, and Harold. And Cleo. Depending on where the cut is. You know, because I have um, six six pages of script before we see Harold. And then, you know, you, you can opt to cut it there because the, the setup and stuff. Um, and we may, but when we premiere, the first episode is not going to premiere as just a, a Klaus-Desmond combo because it's going to be boring as 
<laughs> Watching gravy congeal. Lovely. You know, because we got Thanksgiving coming up, and you want to, yeah, you want to, topical, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have you watched Gravy Congeal? Um, no. You think that stuff's in your lungs? It's getting gross. I don't tend to eat gravy. Do you inhale gravy? Don't you? Hmm. If it's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be the good stuff. It just gets that skin on top of it and gets thickened, and and then when it's really thick like that. That's when you grab like what's left of your cornbread muffin and you dip it in there, so it's like that got that jelly look on it when you eat it. Am I the only one? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep, pretty sure. Well, there's probably somebody out there. Maybe one of the two listeners can. Uh, well, I'm going. What's gravy? You know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I do that. Like when you take a syringe and you like just full it, full it up with gravy and just pump it into your blood. You stick it in the vein, gravy straight in the vein. I think CJ actually thickens his gravy with uh, cocaine, so it might Apparently. explain some of this. Yeah, he lost me a while ago there. So, yeah, yeah uh, not as much forward momentum on the show as I hope, but it's like going to be an explosion pretty soon because a lot of these like little baby steps are going to have to be manifest at the last. <laughs> it, a lot of things are just going to manifest together at the same time because it does have to. Um, you can only get so far, and then things pop. Yeah, I'm looking around the studio, seeing if there are any flats that have been built yet. No. No. So, no flats, no beak, no vacuum press. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No onions either. Short answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the deal because uh, the the vacuum form machine is important to the creation of the French onion too. That's that's later down the road. Yeah. Remember him? Rabbits first. I didn't want to, but yeah. (laughs) Rabbits first. Uh, Plus it's important for the eyes because what I really want to do with Klaus and Desmond is – fit an overlay for their vampire eyes that goes right over their uh, regular bunny eyes that's actually going to be the reverse it's going to be the regular bunny eyes goes over the vampire eyes because the regular bunny eyes has the fur Mm. over it so you can't really like cup it but um the dilated pupils the dilated eyes for the vampires it's it's really smooth so the secondary eye just pops right over that and and then secures with the magnet and a little piece of metal that I hide in between uh, the fur and the plastic of the regular eye. Boring as that is. Now, have you done any build photos, posted them up? Um, yes and no. Build photos, yes. Posted them up. Not on the current blog. something you could do pretty easily (laughs) it would be something i can do fairly easily so then people this week should check uh bunnyrabbittragedies.com and see over the next few days as build pictures get put up and i was going to enlist beth to write captions on them so that'll be good i was actually going to try to teach beth how to post pictures to the blog and give her permissions and all that stuff so that way it gets a few more updates and whatnot yeah yeah because if it's left to me it's going to get as many updates as, as it's got in fact i actually think the only thing i've ever done with the blog is take stuff down <laughs> over the last like <laughs> well you got months. more stuff to do so yeah so we get we need to get more uh photos up and most of the pictures are taken of steps performed before moving into this big studio this this ginormous two car studio. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we've got. Uh, I've actually got a cast. I've got to audition people for uh, the three remaining huge roles, and I've got to have puppet puppetry class with everyone who's going to do it. So we're going to have to do some uh, read-throughs for the script and then actual blocking and practice. So there's going to be good rehearsals. 
people are going to actually have to like practice practice your puppet ABCs in the mirror. That's where the puppet says the ABCs. I hope you. I hope anybody who's going to be actually in the show knows their ABCs because it's going to be tough to teach the puppet if you don't know it yourself. I just appreciate that you looked at me and held your hand up. Like anybody here can actually understand that you're doing things with your hand. Enjoyed it a lot. I'm making duck uh, gestures with my hand. And not like telling you to duck, but like my hand's a duck. So his hand is talking right now. It's, it's actually more interesting than what he's saying audibly. <laughs> and this is the sleepy part of the podcast where I uh, drone on monotonously and put both of you to sleep. Wake up! Ah, it was a good day. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... That's what we're doing this week, uh, as far as uh, the bunny nice. rabbit tragedies goes. We got uh, the December thirteenth deadline for posting of at least one episode, um, and then I've got to get rehearsals and uh, auditions going for the rest of the guys. Probably, probably the most important of those though is is Harold. Yeah, finishing the beak, finishing the beak. Well, um, the audition. If you don't have Harold yet, you're you're kind of screwed to get episode one out there. Yeah, I could do it the hard way and do a lot of cuts and be Harold myself. But it's better, and everything will flow more smoothly if we have an actor being Harold. And I don't want to like, I don't want to be like the uh, cartoon episode uh, Bugs Bunny, where Bugs Bunny's playing baseball and he's actually the only one playing all the time. You know. So it's First not so that the cast list doesn't just read your name. I you know I, I really hate it when when that happens. Um, I like I download uh, a B movie or something and I watch it or a C movie Z movie download mm-hmm. a Z movie and it says written and directed by you know the main character Joe Douchebag <laughs> and it says screenplay Joe Douchebag like you just said it was written by a main character Joe, Joe Douchebag edited by Joe Joe Douchebag taxi driver Joe Douchebag. <laughs> Hotel uh, manager, Joe Douchebag. Music, Joe Douchebag. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we get it. You did everything. You know what? At this point, just come up with a different name. Um, just put down who did stuff and then put everything else, that guy. I mean, when I was on my college newspaper, I used to like write a ton every week. And we only had a few people on the newspaper. And every week, we needed to fill four to eight pages. And so, you know, you get a, a couple of stories on the softball team, football, whatever the sports is going. And you have and a sports pseudonym. Yeah, no, not so much pseudonym. No. I mean, seriously, because uh, when you're talking actual journalistic integrity, which you should be doing, at least at the college level and higher, if you don't want to put your name as right and everything, you just attribute it to staff. Mm. That way it doesn't look like you wrote the whole damn paper, which I do think I did more than once. <laughs> You're like, wow, this guy's just writing everything because I alienate half the staff. Or everybody would work on my – or they would work on my schedule, which you both know with me is I love deadlines. I absolutely need them. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because if I don't have a deadline, then I have no impetus to get the work done. But if I have a deadline, I'll be a maniac important to have the december 13th deadline for this is why by next week you'll have an owl done yes or else it'll be the punishment section of the podcast. punishment section of podcast let's let's go ahead and figure that out do i get to bring in something for you to eat oh but it has to be considered food by 95 percent of the world done <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> You know, it can't be. I, I brought it. Well, I'm not going to bring you a two by four. What the heck? Or, well, I might. Or a rat poop sandwich. No, 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 no. It has to be standard food. Safe food. That's fine. Like, I guess I made those maple bacon cookies. Those were pretty bad. But they qualify as not only. They were food. Food, but they were mainstream food. They were. They were and sold they were. in a grocery store. And you boogered them. No, I shared them with. With uh, not me, right? Well, I made them and I took them to work, mm-hmm. and people at work ate them. And you, some people really liked them. Yeah, yeah, it was odd. It was odd. 
I mean, because they were like maple cookies with little with with bacon in them. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, go to a go to a, uh, a donut shop, buy a maple bar, buy a thing of bacon, and just spread them over the top, <laughs> and see how your day goes. Because that's Man. what it was. You're like mm, maple bar. <laughs> I go. Is that is that what is that? Is that bacon flavored soy? What is that? Because that's that's what you did. You had this roller coaster of mmm, mmm, no. Oh, I can't wait till we eat the Krispy Kremes and the Chick Fil A open up over here. Adam and I were talking about a fun game to play. We were, we were. What, what? Krispy Kreme and Chick Fil A? Yes, yes. Because we have both finally going in into our stupid podunk town that we live in. Um, go to Krispy Kreme, purchase two donuts. Per- go to the Chick Fil A next door, purchase. Chicken filet, chicken sandwich, and make the two one. Can't be the same donut, and one donut has to be kind of out there. So we actually came up with this idea for oh, and a sauce. Crispy, you have to pick a sauce. Crispy Chick Fil A cream roulette. Uh, oh, roulette. that's a good roulette. Roulette, roulette. Crisp- like creme brulee. Roulette. Creme brulee. Sorry. Uh, crispy chicken. Crispy, crispy Chick Fil A cream roulette. Yes. That's actually the title of the game. Yes. So you don't get to know what filled donut is on the bottom of your sandwich. So you buy one dozen different Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, yeah. This was a better idea. That's right. Than the original. Yeah. And you buy six different Chick-fil-A sandwiches. If they have that many. If not, uh, spattering. You know, too spicy, too regular, too whatever. You assign all of them a number. Yes. And you pull your, your chicken sandwich out of the chicken lot over your hat. And you pull two numbers from your donuts. Yes. And then you have to combine them. To make a sandwich and eat it. So you could wind up with maple, lemon, cream, spicy chicken sandwich. Yes. You could end up with something really good. It could be a standard donut and a maple donut and then just a standard chicken. It might be okay. Like that would be like chicken and waffles kind of. Yeah. yeah. And who would find this amusing? Me. Me. Yeah, we, we were both laughing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We think it's, we really apparently have it's to just do us. It. But we're gonna film it. That's what's gonna happen. Okay. So we yeah. can even do it as a bot oh, we could, could do it as the podcast. During the podcast. Most definitely. Well just like your punishment next week when you don't get that owl done. <laughs> it's gonna be filmed and then uh posted. I almost not want to finish the owl now just so I can be punished. Just to see what I buy, you yeah. really don't. Yeah, I, I know you, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous like if I did. <laughs> I would have to appeal to you. So we'll start doing that. To we'll the better doing. man inside you to make it there an enjoyable one. experience. There, there isn't one. It'll be enjoyable for me. It'll be <laughs> Well, if I hurl, though. No, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. No, no. That, I, I'll find that funny. No, oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> I could throw up. That'd be great. Well, that's a new goal, then. You know? Oh, it's like the blue cheese Chick-fil-A on lemon and See, you Bavarian. told me this, and I didn't have an issue with it. Yeah was the sad part of course i eat that thing that you hand we should have filmed that you handed me what a raspberry donut and a mcdonald's cheeseburger was that a mcdonald's cheeseburger it was a mcdonald's cheeseburger and i ate that it was pretty nasty but it wasn't yeah we wasn't should get like jelly donuts and then just stuff them with the burger meats and other that was places. horrible that's really bad you know it, it I, I wouldn't do it again like have you ever like a, a well, um are those the cordon bleu sandwiches the yeah. chicken cordon bleu where it's the chicken has Chicken like and cheese, cheese and, and bacon and ham wrapped around yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. You take that and you shove that inside a big old raspberry donut. See, I don't know. I mean, it was the raspberry. It, it sounds revolting, know. but it, it it's making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's because well, your brain is going, mm, burger, mm, donut. Oh, yeah, you have both together, that, yeah. you don't realize the pain you're in for. Yeah, it's like, you know, you like chocolate shakes and you like hamburgers, but you don't want a hamburger chocolate shake. It's true. Yeah, we could make... We, we could try to drink one of those, yeah. but okay. So we got the we got stuff ready for. You want your two minutes in gaming news this week? If it's funny, not really. Informative, minorly. Right, well, hit us. All right. So here's this week in gaming because we're not really. I I game. I don't know if these other two guys really do. A couple things came out. Warlords of Draenor, new expansion for World of Warcraft. Okay. Didn't work. It crashed. It's horrible. Oh, okay. Uh, Ubisoft came out with a new Assassin's Creed game. Oh, yeah. it one? crashed. It doesn't work. Wait, what? Unity. Oh, that's, that's the right. That's right. One. I do play Assassin's Creed. It has major problems. Like I'm still going to play it at some point in time. But well, I'm like, still stuck in the um, 
Now, what do you game on? Black Flag. Uh, I have a PC, and then I, I use the PS4 on occasion. Okay. Mainly. See, there's a chance you can give the Reddit community a call out if you wanted to. They could shaft us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because um, <laughs> there's a PC com- Reddit community for that. <laughs> there is. Uh, we don't dare say the name. <laughs> nope. Assassin's Creed Unity came out. The PC version, actually, the faces were inverted by the textures being messed up. So literally the heads were just two eyes and a set of teeth floating. Oh, it's like the, the Jeff Goldblum fly yeah, movie. It was bad. Remember that? Yeah. Um, not much else. I mean, a couple other things have come out recently. Now, the fun one is, everybody knows uh, they have Gunner gaming glasses. Yeah. Maybe you guys don't. Okay. Yellow, help you game, right? right. Supposedly. Latest thing out this week? Not sure how they do, but... Gamer gloves. Gamer gloves. Gamer gloves. They are actual gloves. Are they gloves with the fingertips cut out? No. <laughs> no, a bunch of these actually are not. They are streamlined uh, shock skin gamer gloves, or these ones gamer gloves in Ooh, various Ooh, do colors. they shock you when you take damage? No, they don't. Oh. So that'd be more fun, too. That would. I'd like that. I'd say, yeah, ow! <laughs> Drop my controller. So it's steadily getting to the point where your major league gamer could be sitting there in almost like football gear. Like, he's got his glasses on, he's got his visor, he's got his gloves on, you know. Oh, you know what would be funny? He, he'd look like he the guys in the duck blinds out to shoot the ducks. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Where, where are you going? Except duck hunting? Like, no, I, I, I'm meeting my friends online. Except because it's gaming stuff, you'd look like a reject from a Tron movie. Oh, that's right, because they wouldn't make it look cool. That's going to be bright green or bright blue. There'd be neons all over the place. Neon on black. Neon on black. Wow. Okay. So So there you go. There's your gaming news for the week. Two flub games came out. There was a third one that came out that didn't do well either. Well, and I've just uh, been playing the silly Simpsons tapped out, only because I read how much money it made and I wanted to see what it was like. (laughs) You saw the top grossing thing. You're like, oh, my gosh, they're making millions on this. $100 million last year. Yeah. Yeah. $100 $100 million. Yeah. They're like AOL all over again. Well, you and I talked about that, where it's the microtransactions. Yeah. It's that whole, you know, I want the game now. It's yeah. the, it's the so pay, pay the not money. to wait model. Yes. You know, we always, call, we always call it like pay to win when, you know, you want to yeah. pay for up, upgrades and stuff and special weapons. Yeah. Like, you know, play Call of Duty or whatever, and you want to yeah. do the shortcut packs. Oh, yeah, for like uh, Battlefield. Yeah, 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 Battlefield. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, jokingly, that's pay to win. But this is now pay not to wait. So, yeah, it now goes the other way. Yeah, it CSGO does. CS:GO and some other things. It's now pay for skins and pay for such things. Yeah, that so. would be fine. But all right, so, so that's it. Yeah, I implore you if you play tapped out, don't spend any money on it. <laughs> they don't need it anymore. Matt Matt Greening, what dude? You've got enough money. He's good. All right, folks. We'll see. Uh, seriously, if you listen to the podcast, draw me an email at. I assure you I'm listening at DesperateMothers.net. <laughs> and I'll give you a shout-out. And that is a valid email address. And it, it does work. Um, all right, so for the Desperate Mothers, I'm C.J. Watson. Adam Thompson. And Jack Fisher. 